What do you want to do with your moments on earth? That's the question that my guest today posed to me and the one that I'm going to pose to you. If you are new to the Uncivilized podcast, my name is Trevor Bohm. I'm the founder of the Uncivilized Movement, and the author of the books, Today I Rise and Man Uncivilized. If you are a returning listener, I fucking love you. Thanks for joining. Today I have a really interesting guy. His name is Alex Weber. He was a college lacrosse standout, went on to be a USA lacrosse coach of the year, American Ninja Warrior, comedian, keynote speaker, author, and now a guy who runs a similar men's organization to mine. And so we dive into success, we dive into challenges, we dive into what's real, we dive into some of the things that men really need at the moment. And uh, Alex has this idea of brutal honesty and radical honesty and how it's not present in so many of our lives, especially now in 2022 when we've all come out of something really hard. So I know you guys are going to love this episode. If you would, do me a favor right before it starts, hit pause, go to iTunes, go to Spotify, go anywhere you can leave a, a, a five-star review or one-star review. I don't care. Just leave some kind of review. Let me know that you listen to this. And if you would, fellas and ladies, please share this episode with one person in your life. All right, without further ado, here is Alex Weber. Alex Weber, welcome to the Uncivilized Podcast. Uh, I, I don't know a lot about you, but when Zach said, here's the guy, so when I, we always like, sort of at the end of a podcast, like, hey, you know anybody else? He's like, I got a guy for you. American Ninja Warrior, keynote speaker, comedian, and some stories that you're going to love. So welcome <laughs> to the podcast. It is a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, Zach's a boss, and he said awesome things about you, so I'm, I'm fired up to be here. Good, good, good. For people who don't know you or may not know any of your story, can you give us like a quick intro, and then we'll dive into some particulars? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's an interesting question. I, I guess my like, you know, LinkedIn bio is, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm an international keynote speaker, uh, author, award-winning host for NBC, competitor on American Ninja Warrior, U.S. Lacrosse Coach of the Year. Uh, I would say really who I am is the most important thing to me, for better or worse, has been whatever fire is in my heart. Mm. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to go after it. And that's that's led me to everything meaningful. It's also led me to some hard things and challenges. But sure. um, yeah, it's, that's, that's who I am. Was that always the case for you? Or do you, was there a point where you're like, okay, hit 18, got in a car accident, figured from that moment on, I'm going for it? That's a good question, man. You know what? I, I really feel like I had two growing ups. Okay. I had, you know, my siblings were much older than me. I joked that I'm an accident kid because I am. And, uh, you know, when I had them around, I just went to everything they did. So that's mm -hmm. how hockey and lacrosse got in my life super young because mm -hmm. my siblings were like going to play in high school and I was just tagging along. But when they went off to college, I, man, I think back to those years and I, when I speak and especially to schools, I reflect on them a lot. Like I was getting, I was getting bullied. I was getting beat up. I was getting made mm -hmm. fun of. I ate lunch alone in the math room with my one buddy, Jeff, true story. And then a leader, the high school lacrosse coach came to a middle school practice and was like, Hey man, I think you could be good at this. Mm. And that changed my life because then I was obsessed and you know, there's no secret formula. The more that I, I just remember being this bullied little kid mm -hmm. and then the more that I gave myself to this sport of chasing a rubber ball, the better my life got. And so 
that was the first fire. And then I went from being a bullied eighth grader to a freshman starting on varsity hockey, lacrosse, making friends, feeling cool about myself. And um, I, I, I kind of just finished this loop with that was the first fire. I went off, played D1 lacrosse in college, but I also, I started every game as a freshman. I got benched every game as a sophomore because I started doubting myself and mm. I was too negative and I'd make a mistake. I'd beat the crap out of myself. So I just feel like I've seen both sides, which then helped in winning U.S. Lacrosse Coach of the Year. So it's wild. It's um, you know, it's kind of like dotting around on it, but yeah. um, yeah, I would say the fires lead to it. Alex, where did you grow up? Westchester, New York. Okay, so I'm from Wilton, Connecticut. So big lacrosse town. Uh, wow. I was I lived out of the country for those years, but a number of my friends were like that was their life. Very physical sport. Yeah. What what took you from the player side to the coach side? Then if I can ask an adjunct question, what do you think was the key from going like, okay, new coach to coach of the year? Obviously, there's probably a journey in there, but what were some of the keys? I appreciate it. Well, I, I love lacrosse and I could geek out on that for as long as we want to talk about. It's just, it's the sport is awesome. But I basically, so in college, yeah, I started every single game as a freshman. I was like, just so, this is everything to me. Sophomore year, I got benched. And that year was a really dark year for me because as this 19-year-old, it was everything to me. I lived with the lacrosse guys. I was a lacrosse guy. My girlfriend was dating me. She was on the field hockey. I was a lacrosse guy. And so that was a really dark year. And I came back and did well junior and senior year, but never forgot about that. Fast forward to when I was coaching, though, what was really incredible was – and really coaching – I call it my grad school because I feel like that's where I had to become a man because even though – it's funny thinking back to it. I really had trouble speaking up in front of groups. Mm -hmm. Like I really did. When you're a coach, you got to do that. Mm -hmm. And you got to do that not only with your players but your staff, with the refs, with the other coaches. You got the families behind you who are like, yo, that's my son. You better be doing a good job. You got the institution of the school. There's a lot of dynamics. Um, but what was really cool is if I saw a player, 16 year old kid starting to doubt himself or make a mistake or get down, I just know what that feels like because I went through it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, when I took over the school and never won a playoff game in that first season, we won the LA championship. And I know there's a lot of different meandering paths, but what was interesting is, so I was a player and then coached. And then because of my journey with American Ninja Warrior, which we'll hop into, I thought I was a former athlete. I became, honestly, man, I got overweight, turned to alcohol, got really depressed. Mm. And then American Ninja Warrior, amongst other things, but it was such a blessing because it brought athletics back into my life to the point that I played in the World Cup of Lacrosse in 2018, was a top scorer and played on Team Argentina. Banana's journey. Yeah. Um, I don't yep. want to drop that thread, but want to circle back if we can. What was going on with you at 19? Was that the sort of the seeds of bullying that had been planted when you were younger that hadn't uh, been transformed and, and processed? Were those sprouting or was there something yeah, else going I mean, on in you? It's Listen, this is a podcast prim- primarily about men. And, and um, I, I've learned through the year, I've been very open about this, so I'm about to share on, and I, I think there's a way to do it respectfully, and that's what I want to be doing now, and sure. while still honoring the journey, and my dad and I are very close. We have a, our relationship has really had 
chapters and it's grown and I'm grateful for where we are. And she was so loving and supportive. Can't, I can't think of a practice or a game ever that he wasn't there, that he didn't drive out two hours, have me there, be there in the stands. He was also super intense. And there was a, a lot of years, you know, in middle school, especially where it was real intense and real emotional. And that I think caught up with me in college mm. where I wasn't just naturally better than ev- like, you know, not everyone, but uh, where I didn't have that big gap anymore. Sure. And if I would miss a shot, I didn't really have the mental skills to just be like, Hey man, that's cool. Move on. Keep it going. I would be like, why did you miss that shot? That's unacceptable. And mm. we all want to like say we're all demanding. We all want success. Of course we do, but there really is a healthy way of doing it and an unhealthy way. And the unhealthy way just catches up with you. And that's what happened. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. What was it about your method of coaching or your way of relating to players or your way of relating to the game that separated you from other people in the coaching sphere? I appreciate that. I I mean, honestly, I think it's the same thing. What I'm, what I'm really focused on bringing to speaking and the work that I do with men too, is just being very honest and very real. And so the kids knew that I would die for them unquestionably and do anything for them. And so as any leader, I think you really have to enter into the arena, whatever it is, business, family, uh, sports, as you are for them genuinely to your core. Mm-hmm. And if you are, it's pretty cool what you all do for each other. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, let's go, you know, we'll do this. Um, I would say that, and just, we just had a really honest, beautiful relationship, you know, mm-hmm. where a lot of what I would ask players is I would try to have one-on-ones with them and just ask them like, what is this sport to you? What do you mm-hmm. want it to be? Because for a guy like Tommy, who I think about, he was going off to Harvard and he was big in debate and this was just going to be something on his resume. Mm-hmm. And that's cool, man. We can work with that, but let's not, I won't ask more of you. You don't ask more of me. And he ended up being like one of the best players on our team. Once we got, once we weren't on false footing, you know, another player loved partying. You're a high schooler. I'm not going to tell you to not do that. But what I will say is, bro, you're smoking weed every day and you can only play a quarter of the game. You're still scoring two goals, but wouldn't it be cool if you could play the whole game? Mm-hmm. Stop smoking weed. One of the best players in the league. My point is, is like, I think if you have that trust and honesty with people where you're not shaming them, where you're not attacking them, uh, it's pretty amazing what you can do. Right. So you would get in and actually figure out who these guys are as humans before 100%. looking at them as like an attackman, a midi, a defenseman. And, and, you know, the last thing I'll say is I, listen, I'm a, I'm a motivational speaker now. I did stand-up comedy, I did TV hosting. A lot of those skills were developed in coaching. So yes. I think a lot of my skills fit that yeah. Uh, thing. Yeah. But I also was very big on, uh, I mean, you're getting, you're getting me hyped up here, man. Cause this is like, <laughs> this is one of my favorite chapters of life. And my mind will fantasize about going back to coaching. And I, I know I will coach another lacrosse team at some point when I sure. can do it and fully honor it. Yeah. So fun. And, uh, I really liked, I mean, listen, man, I was 25 years old coaching one of the most prestigious high schools in America. The high school didn't like me Mm. because I intentionally, these kids are 18, 17, 16 years old. I'm 25. I wanted to be more of an older brother than, so like 
we would curse. We would talk about chasing girls. We would talk about drinking. We would talk about colleges, our dreams, our hopes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I liked that our identity was having a little chip on our shoulder and a little swagger. And uh, yeah, so uh, I, I think that helped. I love it. I love it. How did you, <laughs> how did you transition from coaching to American Ninja Warrior, if I can ask? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, am, I am pretty revved up right now. If you're talking Go for it. <laughs> you got stories. Just let them rip. Be like, hey, I'm going to turn my mic off and be like, ladies and uh, gentlemen, Alex Weber. You know what? I'll share this because now you got me fired up because I'm thinking about the coaching days. I will share this because uh, uh, the listeners are going to be like, this guy is a lunatic. Like none of this makes sense. He's given high school glory day stories. Yeah. I mean, kind of. I, I get, We'll talk about American Ninja Warrior. I've spoken TEDx. I speak to big companies. We'll talk about all the professional stuff. But I think why I'm fired up about this is because – I'll try to connect the dots here. I say we change shirts in our life, mm-hmm. meaning we get so caught up in our business identity, our family identity. You're the same dang person. You just changed your shirt and you're the same damn person who's not wearing a shirt, who looks themselves in the mirror at the beginning and end of the day. And so I think for me, this shirt of U.S. Lacrosse Coach of the Year, Coach Weber, is who I want to be as a speaker, who I want to be as a dad, who I want to be with my friends. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I get very fired up with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just share this little glory day story. Cause it was fun. You know, we, they never won a playoff game in school history. We were a six seed and you know, I don't even know if the players expected us to win, but we won the first game. Then we went off and played this really good team. And I told the guys, I was like, they're not ready for you. Like I, I've never lied to you. And we beat them. And then we had this amazing game. We were down by goals and we won in overtime. We make it to the finals and we're playing the top seeded defending champions. Like they wreck everybody. Uh, Palace Verdes, they're awesome. And we go onto the field. We're a six seed. They're a one seed. And they look the part. They look awesome. They've got dope uniforms. We're wearing kind of like our old three years. We're due for new ones. They're big. They're strong. They're loud. They're fired up. They're ready to defend the title. And I can see in our guys that we are taking that in. Mm-hmm. We see that. And so I just like, you know, bring it in. And I said to them, thanks for humoring me here, man. I said, all right, let's say if we played this team a hundred times, let's say part of you thinks that they might beat us 99 times out of hundred. I don't think that's the case, but maybe part of your heart believes that if we played them a hundred times, they beat us 99 times. I don't care because tonight's our one freaking won the championship. Let's go boys. <laughs> I love it. I don't want to jump to American Ninja Warrior. I want to stay in the zone for a second. Okay. You, you totally humored me good. there. Good, man. good, I good. No, no, I love it. I love it. I'm a jock. This is like this is, I live in this <laughs> shit, right? How, how come you're not still coaching? So great question. I've definitely felt in life that recognizing chapters is very big. Sure. And any time when I think we try to cling to a chapter because it was awesome and we loved it, whether that was college or whether that was a relationship, whether that's a job, man, it's moved on and uh, we got to move with it. And so I had felt that I loved coaching it, but I kind of felt like I was drawn to do different things, bigger Mm -hmm. things. A couple of like the cool seniors that were like, we had a nice relationship. I remember one of them was like, I feel like you should, I feel like you need to move on from this. And mm. I got hired to do this film project, actually making documentary. And uh, one of the players, I had to miss a game and I told the players and I apologized. And they were like, coach, like we want you to go after what you, it was just so cool. And um, 
that all led to these players that I basically knew that I was very close with from seventh grade through their college graduation or excuse me, high school graduation. I was like, this feels like the right time mm-hmm. to close this chapter, mm-hmm. clear the space. And it's so big because I think the lesson is you can't always see the next thing. You just mm-hmm. can't. Life doesn't work like that where it's a nice baton toss where it's like, here's your chapter, entered into your new relationship, entered into your new job. It just doesn't. There's a gap. But why mm-hmm. I share that was spring 2015 was my last year coaching high school across. And I was like, I'm going to clear the space. I'm going to go full-time hosting comedian. Spring 2016, one year later, was when I got hired to host for NBC American Ninja Warrior. Mm. So yep. you got to clear the space and, and, and give yourself the ability to commit your human to it. I love it. Let me ask you kind of a, a sideways, perhaps, question. Did you grieve that? Did you grieve the Ooh. end of your coaching? I'm not good at grieving in general, which is a really, it's a really. Uh, oh, you're the guy who's not, it's, you're the one who's not, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I'll tell you, I still got demons from 2020 that I'm working through. It's fair. And uh, I, I won't speak for all men, but it's it's real tough to, man, if someone told me, go do this workout and it'll solve your heartache or your anger or your disappointment. Let's go. Where is it? Let's go. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. I've tried to do that, uh, outwork it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's real tough to just sit with it. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question of grieving it, I feel very complete mm. giving the guys the championship, changing our culture. Guys go off and play college lacrosse there. The school is still going. They got a great coach. I don't feel like I have any unfinished business. I just feel a longing down the road, not yet. It's just such a beautiful microcosm where it's like in this world, there's so much BS in the world, but in sports, not fully nowadays, but it's kind of protected from BS. And you're like, you work hard, you commit, it's your team, the best players play, the Mm. best team wins. There's a lot of lessons. There's a lot of connections. It's just, um, it's just such a beautiful world, you know? Mm Yeah, that's fair. Thank you for that. Hope you guys are loving this episode with Alex. I have a favor for you. Uh, Besides sharing this and leaving a review, I would love it if you would DM me one thing that came out of this episode for you. One thing that you're like, wow, I never thought of it that way. I'm just trying to get some feedback on the episodes. And so if you could do that, DM me at at Traver Bohm on Instagram. I would love you forever. All right, back to the episode. I interviewed a woman named Michaela Bohm last weekend for my in for the guys in the nation. And one of the things she said, which I asked her, she has this quote that said, I, uh, men who are powerful in multiple domains have a set of practices and, and habits that they're, they adhere to. She said, one of the biggest was knowing when to walk away from something, knowing when something had fully run its course. And you're not the guy who's still in your high school hometown at 42, going to the parties, you know, four, four, was it four touchdowns in one game or whatever? Uh, <laughs> <Albon>. <laughs> uh, and, and I think it is hard, right? Because we want to cling to what, what felt good. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is an even more abstract, but uh, another guy who's been on the podcast, a guy named Tanner Guzzi, who only does men's fashion, will say you can look at guys and, and most often, unless they're in a particular uniform that they have to have for work, they will dress at the time when they were happiest and felt freest. 
So it's a lot of guys in, you know, I, I'm literally wearing board shorts. I have a, a V-neck shirt on, oh, but I got board shorts on. It's like, it reminds me of freedom and, and et cetera. And I have some friends from yeah. so like, are those shorts from college? Like you're, you're 46. And I have a buddy who was like, yeah, I just took him to the tailor the other day to get the butt sewn in. It's like, you're 46. <laughs> get rid of the cargo shorts. But I digress. Uh, That's an amazing insight. Right? Yeah. Right? And we all, I mean, I have I have shirts from my fighting days. I have shirts from my old CrossFit gym. I have shirts. I'm like, no, no, no. These do not get thrown out. I don't wear them, but they don't get thrown out. So I, I appreciate the fact that- Same, same thing. And yeah. It's got to be an identity thing, right? Yeah. Like, it's a, you know, it reminds us of like, that is who you are. And that that chapter was beautiful. And I think it is really hard. You know, the point you made of, unless you know, if someone was like, hey, man, I know you just broke up with this girl, but guess what? Three months from now, you're going to meet the one. And if we don't get that information. So there is this leap of faith. So talk to me, if you would, about the leap of faith Oof. Yeah. from leaving coaching. What was that year like, Alex? Was it a lot of doubts? Was it faith? Was it hit or miss, trial by fire? Yeah, I think I got to answer it uh, with this, which is when I was a senior in college, I was supposed to go into finance. Leading up to that, my, I mean, I went to UPenn. It's a, it's a great finance school. I played lacrosse, Ivy League. That's what you do there. It's a great path. But I knew pretty early on that it wasn't for me. But I was like, how would I possibly not do this? This is what you do. This is all my friends, all the alums. Junior year, I started to do some theater. And then my senior fall, I asked this question. I was hanging out with three good friends and I, and I just asked myself, I go, what do you want for your moments on earth? Mm. And I answered that question. And the next day I read what I wrote and I was like, what am I talking about here? Ooh. What am I talking about? Right. I stopped going on finance and I started to go on entertainment. And uh, that led me to move to LA um, and all that. And then, so coaching, after coaching, I asked what I want for my moments on earth. I really feel like I could be a really good TV host and I love stand-up comedy. All right, mm. well, no secret formula, get at it. Right. And I did that <clears throat> when we wrapped American Ninja Warrior, hosting for NBC. We just won this big award. Uh, I got it over here. We just won for best series. We wrapped the series. I met with uh, one of the uh, execs at NBC as like, a, you know, end of the season meeting. He's an amazing guy. And it was just like, he was like, hey, man, we did it. And, you know, that's the end of the the, the, se the, the series. And I was like, wait, what? And, uh, <laughs> I drove back. I remember this so visceral. I was at like the 405 in LA in traffic at like 4 p.m. And it's that, it's that nauseous, sick feeling because I was heartbroken. I was mm -hmm. like, I love this so much. And it's done. And so I just asked myself, what do you want for your moments on earth? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I really want to be a speaker. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then, okay, well, there's no secret formula. Start. And um, so I, I, I just think one thing, it's in the book and it's, it's in all my anything from me is brave honesty. That's mm -hmm. my thesis with everything is we live in a really tough time to be bravely honest with yourself. We can distract ourselves away. We can compartmentalize it. We can please ourselves mm -hmm. with some good food or comforts. We don't really have to. But the more that we're bravely honest on what we actually want and who we want to be, I'm just such a big fan of people when they do that. Yeah. yeah there's a, there's a, a brilliance in the authenticity of like, good for you for good. And, and no, I don't care who people are that you be kind of good for you for going for it. 
Yeah. I don't care what the lane is, but like, good for you for going for it. I think we need, we need so much more of that. So I appreciate you bringing that forward. Let's actually shift if we can. What, what got you interested in working with men? So I, um, it'd been kind of rattling around, you know, I'd like seen there was men's works, but I'd never really resonated with any of them. So I was just kind of rattling around in my head. And then during 2020, I mean, I, I can unpack it, but I basically went from in a week, a version of myself that was surreal. I had just spoken to the young governor of Mexico. I'd flown back to compete on American Ninja Warrior with my mom who has cancer as my guest of honor on NBC lot. And uh, it all like went away just in a week. And, and really what capped it was I broke my hand training and I couldn't do American Ninja Warrior. And that's when I let my hands off the wheel. And I was just like, I'm done. And so there's only two times in my life I gave up on myself. Once was that college time sophomore year and then 2020 Hmm. and after like about three months of just really being depressed i was like all right well you gotta change this and so i did but then i started reflecting that fall of like my best times were always with guys like a good crew whether that was my team whether that was me as a player as a coach as a fraternity when i had a good group of guys after college but then life is life all that's to say at the end of uh 2020, it was New Year's, and uh, I just drove off. Like quarterly, I'll do these kind of things where I'll just go off in the woods and have alone time with myself, kind of a recalibration before I get into life, but just make sure this soul is pretty clear on what it wants to do here, mm. truly. So I was like, you know, I don't like the man that I am. And so I grabbed the piece of paper and I go, all right, well, who are men that I admire? Let's mm. start there. So I took a sheet and I wrote, Men I Admire. And I started writing these names of men that I admire. And I got to about the fifth name and I was like, I get chills, man. I was like, that's it. And so I took out my phone and I said, Hey, I'm Alex. I'm not a man that I admire and I mm-hmm. want to be. And I don't mm-hmm. think that I'm alone. I think there's a lot of us. And right. I was like, and, I, and I'm like, and I'm not for everyone. But if you're my kind of guy who you are a little, you, you did play college sports or you got a little bro to you or you like football or what like you don't have to be ohm cross sitting right, right, right. 10x your business or you're a loser right uh there's something in the middle there right and long story short man that started january 2021 and it's been a year and a half growing and uh it's the best we do virtual in person and um super super grateful for it oh it's so powerful i think you you hit especially on the community, uh, I came up, I owned a CrossFit gym for a number of years and was just telling guys like in the intro things like, Hey, were you on a team? Okay. You're fucked up right now. Cause you're not on a team. You're, you're 33. You haven't been on a team since you were, you know, 22. And so that's good. why you're overweight. It's why you're drinking. It's why you're fighting with your wife. It's why you you're depressed. It's why none of the yada, 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 come get on a team. So and good. it's so, it's so important. What would you would you mind sharing? And I don't I know I want you to disclose things that are are you're not supposed to be or you don't want to disclose. What are some of the themes that you're seeing with your guys, particularly as struggles right now? And perhaps beyond the normal, like, well, money and my girl. Yeah, I would say I, I mean primarily it's how hard we are on ourselves. Mm. My I call the group, it's called men we admire. And it's for high achieving men. 
Sure. And I'm very big on that. I People have applied and I don't think they're a fit. Mm-hmm. Um, my only thesis is that you have to be committed to being a man that you admire and that mm-hmm. we admire, mm-hmm. uh, which goes to your team point. But I would say one is being hard on ourselves. I would say the land of romance is really challenging because sure. if you are someone with high aspirations, right. we don't want to settle, right? Right. And you're also, it's kind of this thing where you don't want to settle. So most likely most of the people that you meet aren't going to be a fit. If you're talking about your partner in crime, you're going to breed children, you're going to have a family unit, your bar is probably pretty high for that. Simultaneously, you also may feel like you're not quite the person yet mm-hmm. who can be with that person who's your ideal match. Mm-hmm. So I would say relationships are romantic or tough. Um, sure. I would say some of our guys are very driven by purpose and passion and they want to enterprise that. And we have other guys who are very doing very well in business, but they also want to find a little more passion in their life and a little mm-hmm. more purpose. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say those are primarily, but I'll even add this one on. We're so damn busy. We're just all so damn busy. And what I've noticed as the biggest value offering is a place to simply, I call it the gym, simply clock in and look at some things that you're not looking at. Talk about it, get some advice. You got to yell, you got to scream, you got to cry, you need a hug, you need to laugh. We got it all. Yep. Yeah. That's such a good point. How many, uh, how many people simply don't have the 15 minutes in the morning to even just stop and reflect? Uh, I remember running workshops and, and doing after action reports, like a check-in with the people. And one of the number one things people would write as the, this was the best thing about the, the thing I got the most impact from. And of course, I'm like, my section that I taught, my my programming, how it sure. all flowed. Yeah, 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 and it's yeah. like the 30 minutes of silence in the morning. I was like, fuck. Oh, that's right. You start your day 20 minutes before you need to get in the car or you're up and making food for the kid. You're watching TV, drinking your coffee. You're eating in the car. You're, you know, there's, there's no points of stop. Do, do you feel like your guys have the ability or is it is that like a, a nature or a nurture thing? Would you say that like, even if we were given the time, we'd blow through it? Or is it just, I, I don't want to tell a father of five, like, hey, man, you just need an hour in the morning. You just need to journal, you well, know? I'll also, I mean, kind of two thoughts come there, man, because it's so real. It's so important. I would say nurture. I, I think we all have the ability to sit quietly. But I think especially for high achieving people, it's like, well, can I just go do? Can I just do? Do I really have to sit here? How do I do this sit here? Am I winning? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so <laughs> I also think it can look a lot of ways. Like, you know, to your point too, uh, you know, about how demanding some people's schedule is like quiet time can be the shower. Quiet time can be the drive. Quiet time mm-hmm. can be the workout. Mm-hmm. I think there's a way to kind of double tap mm-hmm. some of these moments that are naturally in our our schedule, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I appreciate that. Alex, do you have any drive to get guys moving more physically or get them? Cause you've said, and then I know you and I are athletes. So it's, it's like, I think everybody needs an hour in the gym. Love like it. My, my buddy Zeb says the entire country's problems can be solved with a barbell and some sprints. And I, on some level, I'm like, yep. you know what, man, I kind of agree with you and a little bit of therapy, maybe. As long uh, as the- <laughs> 
<laughs> as long as the news is off in the gym, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Completely. Is that is any is that any part of what you're trying to bring forward? Because you have you have such an extensive athletic background as an athlete, as a coach. American Ninja Warrior, I think, probably extends demographically to both the conventional athlete, but also the the like, hey, I wasn't a high school lacrosse player, but I fucking love this. So I imagine your reach is pretty wide. Yeah, I mean, I, I really feel fortunate of met just so many different kinds of athletes. And so when it, when it comes to men we admire, many of the guys are very driven in fitness to the point where we have one of the best American Ninja Warriors. He's also in World Chase Tag, which is like parkour. He's the MVP. Oh, yeah, that thing's crazy. Yeah, he's the MVP, Kyle Soderman, absolute yeah. beast. Uh, he's in Men We Admire. We got High Rocks champ, CrossFit Spartan champs. That's awesome. It's also awesome, though, one of my best friends is a widower and a mom mm. of a young daughter, mom of a young and a dad of a young daughter. He lost his wife to cancer. He's a stud of a dude. It's awesome too if he just goes in the gym for 20 minutes and lifts something heavy and gets a sweat going mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. If he goes to yoga because he has a crush on the yoga teacher, that's awesome too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but I, I think just movement in general is uh yeah. I, I mean, I notice in my own self, I go to the gym or do some kind of workout probably six days a week. And I would say some of those are for yes, fitness, but a lot more is just for mental and emotional mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alex, do you, do you have, I know this is kind of a loaded question, but want to extend it a little bit wider. Do you have a particular practice? Do you have like a, a daily, like, okay, I get up, and then it's not the Tim Ferriss morning routine. Sure. Like, do you have something that you're engaged with as a practice? Yeah, I noticed that, listen, I'm a workaholic and I love what I do. And I'm also an addictive personality. So I think awareness is good to know. Like, I'm an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. So positive or negative things I can get sucked into. Sure. So I know that when I wake up, I want to check my phone. Because mm-hmm. I want to see what's going on. I want to see the emails. Did I, did I want to see how the social media thing. I want to see about this project. But I also know that my best days are when I wake up, I'm intentionally moved into a place in the mountain. When I go outside, get some sun, and I just breathe. Like really just breathe. I don't do – sometimes I'll do it regimentally. But other times, if I'm just like I only got five minutes, just breathe. And don't overthink it. You know, your body's pretty good at it. Uh, and just quietly. And if honestly saying a prayer, um, whatever that looks like, sometimes it looks different. Sometimes it's positive affirmations. Sometimes it's just saying, thank you. Sometimes I'm praying to God, Mm. but the days when I do that are tremendously better than the ones when I don't. Mm. It's such a, as you said, like a, it's a brutally honest sentence. And how many guys do know that, that, yeah, when I spend that first half hour sitting outside having a cup of coffee, not scrolling, have a cup of coffee, it does set the tone for the rest of the day. Hundred percent. Yeah. What are you? What are you? What are you excited about coming forward, man? Or, or things that are coming up? I know you're an easily excited. Look at you, just. It <laughs> well, listen, man, I'm excited for us to get a, a workout in our yes. orbits. I mean, we grew up a half hour apart, then we're in California, now we're in Colorado, so uh, we'll have to get a. A workout on the books. Um, Hell yeah. You know, I'm I'm really excited about speaking engagements. I'm mm. really excited that men we admire. 
I've known since the first meeting, I was like, wow, this is really special. Mm-hmm. I hadn't had the bandwidth to really do it justice. Mm-hmm. And over these last months, I've honored it in terms of allowing more men to join, growing it. We got our first, first open, meaning people can apply to do it, retreat uh, mm. in August. And uh, Good for you. I'm, I'm real fired up. Oh, I love it. Let me let me ask you this a final question because it's something that you brought up and I actually wrote down as perhaps the title of this episode. How did you come up with and if you can get to a bit more depth on uh, what do I want with my moments on earth? That's a really unique way to put it. It's it's very grabbing. I love it as a word person. Thanks. How, how did that come to you and and what does it mean to you? I think I I have always kind of been questioning what is real and what is not. Mm. And, uh, you know, society is a very interesting thing where we act like a lot of things are real, but they're really not. It's just our idea of best practices. But our best practices are kind of similar to Europe. They're definitely not similar to Africa, definitely Mm. not similar to Japan. So they're just ideas. So the only real truth that I've ever, and I, I remember this at a very young age, like middle school, being like, I'm a creature on a floating rock. Mm-hmm. And that was the only truth that I've, that's the only one that I'm like, that is, that's real. That's really true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I say that because I think that awareness is key because sometimes when it's come to decisions, like, okay, do I go with finance? But my heart really wants me to go into entertainment. Mm. Well, you're a creature on a floating rock. All right, I'm going to go after entertainment. Wow, American Ninja Warrior is really challenging. And when I go for it, sometimes it's embarrassing or frustrating or I get hurt. No, well, you're a creature on a floating rock. You want to mm. maybe go for it? Sure. So I think just that awareness is is helpful. And, and, and that came to be, so if you're a creature on a floating rock, if you are a living creature, and I use that word intentionally, creature, I don't care how nice your shirt is. I don't care how much money you got in the bank. You are not that different from an octopus or a lion or an alien. <laughs> you're a creature. Right. Uh-huh. So while you're here on earth, if it's another year, if it's another day, if it's another hundred years, what do you want to do? Beautiful. I love it. Thank you for coming on, brother. Where can people find more of you? Where can people hire you to speak? Where can, and I run a men's group. I'm still going to put it out. Where can people find your particular men's group? Because there's, there's 3.5 billion of us, and I want everyone in the, in the group that works for them. Where do people get more Alex Weber? A hundred percent, man. And you're, and you're such a boss. This is awesome. Uh, I'm Alex Weber is me. And then that's also my handle on everything. Letter I, letter M, Alex Weber with one B. And and to that note about the men's work, because I, I really agree. What I've kind of said is like, find your guy and whoever you resonate with, mm-hmm. whether it's us, whether it's someone else in the world, just, just find your guy. Mm-hmm. Um, because you nailed it, man. It's finding your team. And, uh, That's the best way to put it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate the work that you're doing in the world. And uh, and I definitely look forward to giving you a big hug in person. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you. This is Traver Bohm signing off on another episode of the Uncivilized Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please give us a share. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And if you're interested in getting a hold of my book, Man Uncivilized, whether you're a man or a woman, please go to www.manuncivilized.com forward slash the book and get reading.